When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Pod, we're on Podbean, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and more. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single night, every single weeknight that is at seven p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We're going to be introducing a couple of new shows on there, NBA shows. So stay tuned. We're getting close to twelve thousand subscribers. Of course, you can catch Clutch Corner. Post up 5R, Before Floor, and all of those other programs already there, as well as next week, we're going to have our NFL Draft and Dolphins special. We're going to be doing live streams on Thursday and on Friday. Also, check out 5reasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. Brady Hawk has already posted his latest takeaways off the Miami Heat's latest win. And the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. We're really excited about this one. This is another new sponsor and this is a CBD company. It's called Therapist Preferred. Therapist Preferred, the CBD company that was founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to optimize performance and recovery for active people. 100% THC free. So if you're concerned about that, not in there. And third-party lab verified all products made in the USA with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. Most popular products are the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade, and green apple flavored gummies. I just got some of the strawberry lemonade here today. USDA certified organic tincture. Free shipping on all orders using the promo code five reasons. That's the number five and reasons. Five reasons for 20% off your order. So make sure in this case, I always tell you, spell it out. Don't spell it out in this case. Five reasons for 20% off your order. Here's where you go. Therapistpreferred.com. That's therapistpreferred.com. Or the Twitter handle is at T-H-R-P-S-T preferred. Therapist preferred for active people, by active people. And we're going to be telling you about a great giveaway coming up here soon. So again, therapistpreferred.com. Five reasons, number five, for 20% off your order and free shipping. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. If the Miami Heat win again, a little bit different story tonight. Um, here's the floor plan. We've got Greg Sylvander. We may have Alex Toledo at some point during this episode as well. The Heat struggle a little bit in the second quarter. Really, really shorthanded against a woeful Houston Rockets team. Um, no Jimmy Butler, no Bam Adebayo, no Tyler Hero. And yet they do pull away late in the game, mostly behind Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic, Dwayne Dedman, another strong performance. We're not going to spend a ton of time on tonight's game, but Greg, I do want to acknowledge one thing here. Um, Kendrick Nunn is a guy that I think has taken, you know, more criticism over the past year in, in sort of the context of his story, which should be a totally positive story. If you just look at it from a basketball perspective, player that the Heat get on basically the last day of a season, no expectations, 
goes into summer league, essentially wins not only a job, but a starting job going into that training camp, finishes second in the rookie of the year voting, gets benched, all the stuff that happened in the bubble, doesn't play well when he played for a period of time this year, rebounds, struggles again. But here's the thing. They talk about stay ready players. This is why our expulsure appreciates him so much. He had a tremendous performance tonight. He really did. And you talk about like staying ready. Um, he, he not only stays ready because there's been players that have came through the heat system throughout the years that stay ready, but when they play, you just kind of have to temper expectations on how productive they'll actually be. They may be ready to be contributors and rotation players like James Jones comes to mind, like as a player who was always ready, but he wouldn't go out and drop 30. And I think like to none's credit, what he's able to do is once he gets out there and gets, I mean, he's talked about, I just need the minutes and it's hard to argue with him at this point. I mean, in, just in the five games in April, he's shooting 49%. Um, so he's, you know, he's got, even gotten more efficient as he's gotten, um, you know, kind of back into uh, more playing time, which obviously coincided with the Oladipo stuff, but just seeing, seeing him as confident as he is from the edges it changes the entire game for him. You see how it opens it up for him. Eight assists, two turnovers. Um, and then the other thing that I just, uh, I'm, we're not going to do too much box score watching on this episode, but Duncan Robinson and Andre Iguodala were plus 35 and plus 38 respectively. And I don't think I've seen a Heat player plus 30 anything in a very long time. And we didn't even know that Andre was going to play because just cycling back to the beginning of the day, Dragic and Iguodala were two of the questionable players along with, well, at first hero was out. Then he was questionable. Then he was out. Jimmy was questionable and then out. Bam was out the whole day. None of these things are, are serious in any way from what I'm hearing. Uh, and again, Eric Spolcher had to be coy before the game and even acknowledged that he didn't want to get fined. Um, this is part of the game that you got to play because of the season that Adam Silver and the owners have created um, and that the players agreed to. And so we just got to deal with some of this garbage. You just couldn't afford to lose this game. And we're going to talk about that in the second part of the episode. But cycling back to none here for a second, and again, credit to Robinson, Denman, again, competence, which is what you see from him, which is really nice to see from a big. Precious and KZ had moments and also some of the rawest moments that we've seen. I mean, there are just some things that neither of them should be trying yet. They both need summer league. They both probably yeah. need G league uh, in KZ's case again. I mean, KZ had that beautiful up and under move, but he also – pretty much airball well, three threes. How funny was so, it that when he did, he did the up and under move, kind of like a Hakeem Elijah one move, the next possession, he got the ball. He like tried to do it again as if like, Oh, that worked. So oh, I'm going to go to that one right again. It was funny just to see him kind of like navigate that. Yeah. We won't see that one. We won't see that one ever work again. And again, it's not that he doesn't have potential, but both of these players have been pretty much dealt a bad hand in my view. Uh, early in their careers without the summer league and everything else that's happened. But I mean, you saw confidence from Ariza, but you saw real confidence from Denman, but I want to cycle back to none here on this because, uh, you know, again, I made some comments on a podcast today with Ira from the sun Sentinel that got taken totally out of context. We talked about this on before floor. I, I have never said that the heat were questioning Tyler heroes focus. We both said that they're excuse me, questioning his work ethic. We both said that they're questioning his focus and they have been for a while because of some of the off the court stuff. Um, although when I, <laughs> I will tell you, Greg, when I, when I sort of tried to clarify what I said, which was aggregated improperly by a bunch of people today and put out on Twitter that the heat were not questioning 
Tyler's work ethic. I got a bunch of texts from people associated with the team who said, well, yeah, they are. Um, so, I, so, so actually maybe I shouldn't have pulled it back so much. Um, but this is a legitimate question that Ira and I debated today and I'll put it to you. When are we at the stage? I mean, cause Victor Oladipo apparently is coming back. Okay. When are we at the stage where the odd guard out is Tyler hero and it's not Kendrick Nunn? Because I, I don't, I don't know how you can look at their play layer later. Like I, like I said today, if it's a meritocracy, Kendrick Nunn should get the minutes over Tyler hero based on the way both of them have played. Correct. Correct. But I mean, that's right now. I feel like, um, Spo was trusting Tyler hero down the stretch of many fourth quarters for a reason. And I just think it's important not to get too short of a memory. I think that the organization is still going to attempt to lean on Tyler when they can, uh, for if no other reason to make sure they understand exactly what they have in him as a player and as a prospect and as somebody who's um, going to show up. I mean, I, the playoffs are huge for both of these guys, Tyler hero and Kendrick Nunn, because as the heat, you know, look at their roster going forward. Um, the guy who produces in the playoffs is likely the guy they're going to stick with. Uh, and I, I just, I don't see any scenario where, they're going to all of a sudden bury Tyler hero on the bench. I, I just don't, for one, I think, but doesn't it have to be one or the other? Like if you just look at their guard rotation, like they, they don't you're right. Have no, I mean, minutes. unless you're going to go 10 deep, if all the depots back, one of those two gets squeezed, but you're not going 10 deep with five guards, right? Like I, and we'll bring Alex in on this conversation here in a second, but I mean, I mean, if you just look at their roster, if you're going to play both of them, you're going to be incredibly guard heavy at this stage. I mean, you're talking about then, you know, at a time where you've basically decided now on a backup big, who's going to play consistent minutes. I saw Bielitsa didn't play at all today. I mean, that it does sign. look like he's, yeah, he's been pushed out uh, at that point. And, and I think rightly so. Alex, I'll bring you in here and try to catch you up a little bit. I mean, we've talked about Kendrick and just the idea that, you know, it, it's not just staying ready when, when he plays, he's played well. Like, I mean, it's not just, you know, he gives them competent minutes. He was the driving force in a lot of ways behind the wind tonight. If this is a true meritocracy, if this is not about the fact that Kendrick's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and, you know, or, or restricted free agent might get a big offer somewhere else. So you can't keep him and he's older than Tyler and you don't have an investment in Kendrick like you had in Tyler. If it's a pure meritocracy, can you still tell me that Tyler Hero deserves to play over Kendrick Nunn right now? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think Kendrick has played better than Tyler as of late. And I think we tend to do this, uh, I still think Tyler has shown you more and the fact that he's uh, so much younger than Kendrick and uh, so much more advanced as a playmaker, I think is why Spo ends up trusting him so much and, and uh, has typically trusted him so much. And uh, as a closer is because of the extra ball handling. And I know Tyler has been up and down, but to me, that's the same thing with Kendrick. And I was kind of thinking about it as I was watching the game tonight and it feels like, uh, you know, we, we talked about all, all season, how Jimmy and Goron and Bam are really the guys who get the team going on offense and uh, who kind of attacked the rim. Whereas to me, like Duncan, Kendrick, and Tyler, although they all kind of score in different ways, and we all know they're mostly one-sided players, and they try on the other end and all that, all of these guys to me are in the same category. They need to be come off. They need to be coming off screens and off motion offense to get their, their looks. And they can score in different ways, but like that's where the inconsistency comes from. There's a lot of variance in that. Like you're constantly looking for these guys to get into their jumpers. And like that's why you see like every other night, uh, you know, like I was talking about yesterday, somebody's inconsistent, somebody's good. You know, then the next game it's it's flipped around. Like we got two straight games of good Goron and good Kendrick, 
And then it could be flipped <laughs> upside down in the next two games. We could get like two good Tyler games and Goran starts to look uh, older again. And I feel like they're all kind of in a similar class. Like they're just as a group, like those four guys have been kind of inconsistent. And I feel like we got, we go up and down. And to me, it's just a preference thing. Like I just think Tyler is a little bit more skilled, whereas Kendrick has been more reliable as a shooter. That's what I'll say is as a straight up shooter, Kendrick has been more reliable but, than but Tyler. That's not I think Tyler okay, is more so, of the three level scorer guy. All right. So, so let me ask you this to break in here. Okay. What, what is the point for each of you? What, what is the point where it's just, I mean, if you're continuing to get the kind of games and I'm look, I, I'm, I'm, I tweeted out Kendrick's, I mean, excuse me, Tyler's terrific statistics before this three game stretch. You know, I, I'm not a Tyler hero naysayer by any chance. I, I've been in favor of trying to keep the kid and develop the kid, but I'm just wondering at, at what point here, like how many more of these games does he have to have to, for there to be a breaking point where it's like, he's just, you have another guard. It's not like you don't have another guard who's capable. Like you have a guy you can play at what point do you make? And, and, and here's the other thing I will, I will put it. This the other some, guys like, is there a significant gap do you think between the other guys well, i think the way they both played lately yes i I'll, I'll just ask this question okay and uh, i think that's where we differ but but let me let me add to this as someone who's covered a lot of these teams and has seen how this works in locker rooms okay if a coach continues to play a guy who is not playing as well as somebody else is okay and it appears that it's being done not for the right reasons okay and, I, and now the reasons you're giving alex are reasonable reasons. Okay. And here on the five reasons sports network, they're reasonable reasons. Okay. That there, there's more of a playmaking uh, skill set there that you've seen it from him in the fourth quarter. You haven't necessarily seen it from none. Those all make sense to me, but right now I don't think there's any dispute over the past, this small, tiny sample size recent Kendrick Nunn's out playing Tyler hero at Easy. what point, right? I yeah, mean, no doubt. he's out playing okay. Tyler in the past few games, but like I said, I think that's where we differ. I just don't, uh, like I, I just have a little bit of belief that Tyler's going to turn it around. Like I've just, I, I've seen him do but it. But at what point he doesn't turn it around? Playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I saw Kendrick get benched and I know we, we know about the other context, but I think it really did come down to Tyler being that much more skilled despite being that much younger and the organization believes in him really. And uh, you know, I know that you and I were kind of talked about maybe he believes in himself too much or I don't know. Uh, but just in general, like, the organization believes in him as one of their foundational pieces. Well, so they I did. Just think that, they did. That's kind of the, the I, I overarching tiebreaker. I, I don't know that that's true. Uh, Greg, I'm going to go to you. On, I, I, and, and first well, you thing, guys I know better than me. That's just how it seems. No, no, no but I think they did, but I, I'm, I'm having some questions now. And, and I, again, I, I, I think the other thing we have to factor into this is if a certain guy is out playing another guy for a lengthy period of time, and that other player happens to also be well-liked by his teammates, which Kendrick is okay. He's not an outcast on the team. At a certain point, like the coach usually has to play the guy who's playing better because the players on the team who have something invested in the success of the season want to win, right? Like it, yeah. it's not now, about the future and the asset, right, Greg? For sure. But I also think that um, there's, there's a couple things that we need to address here. One is that, uh, yes, in the, in the nine games that Tyler Hero has played in April – he obviously has looked uh, not as good as he's looked previously and his points per game are down and stuff like that. Um, but he's still like, if you look month over month, Tyler has been more consistent than Kendrick Nunn. And also there is no evidence whatsoever that Tyler hero is um, 
prone to go through a significant stretches of, of struggling. There's just no evidence of it since he's entered the league. So I think that it's just, it's unfair to operate under the assumption Greg, that this I, is going to be a again, long. I, I know I'm going, but I, I'm, I'm trying to push both of you on this because I, I think we're getting to a point here where I do think this is going to They're not, they're not going to sit him. If you bury Tyler hero, your blue chip asset to do anything go forward for one on the court, it doesn't make sense. But two, if you bury Tyler Hero, the the one asset that you're holding on to that you hope can be something to. But is this about that? that that's why I'm asking the question because I'm saying, is this about assets or is this about trying to win? with Jimmy and Bam right now. And if the other I guy just think is like the last five games is not enough okay. of a sample size. I, that, that's to make that's this why call. I'm asking what, uh, that's why I'm asking what the breaking point is going to be. But uh, the other thing I want to say about that, and again, to be fair to Kendrick, okay. On this. And, and I understand what you're saying. Overall, Tyler has been more consistent. Agreed. Okay. Hasn't had the incredible long valleys. Okay. Deep valleys that Kendrick had, but part of this, and I'll go to Alex in this in a second, part of this, isn't it also fair to say that hero has been given more rope than, than Kendrick has and has been allowed to play out of some of that struggle. Whereas, whereas Kendrick has not been allowed to play out of that struggle. quite the same way. He gets shelved for weeks at a time. Whereas Tyler, I mean, it was a big deal when basically Spolstra decided not to play Tyler in the last three and a half minutes of a game, because he always plays him for the last 12 minutes. Alex go. I think that's a good point. Like, I think that's not an unfair thing to say that kind of Kendrick has, uh, has, like you said, he'll be shelved and then he'll be playing and he'll be starting. Like, it's kind of weird for him. And like I said, he's a solid starter, but to me, like what separates, at least in my mind, Tyler and Kendrick is the, the versatility in the way that you can use them. And I think the heat have tried are kind of, trying to put him on this trajectory of this three-level score that you can use in different ways, whether as somebody who can handle or somebody who can finish, right? And I think they only look at Kendrick as somebody as a play finisher, right? I don't think they look at Kendrick as somebody who's doing multiple things. I look at somebody who's coming off a screen and getting the the open look after guys are kind of initiating things. And I'm not trying to uh, downplay Kendrick's game. I just think we've talked all year about how their lack of play creation has just really struggled. And I'm not saying Tyler has been really good on that. He, he obviously hasn't. I mean, I think he's gotten better and more skilled as a player since his rookie year, but he's been inconsistent with the efficiency. And I think they're kind of just playing through the bumps and bruises of trying to make him that player. Because I think, frankly, if Tyler, Tyler was getting the, the, the same shots and the same role as Kendrick, that, that they would look a little bit more similar as guys. I just think Tyler has a little bit more on his plate. And to be frank, he hasn't come through. I thought he would be a little bit better than this at this point. And so if this keeps going, like if he just keeps putting on like really bad shooting games over and over and over again, I think we could really have that conversation. But I just think it would be a really bad look if they they bench Tyler. And I don't think it's a, a politics thing. I think it has to do with, like, like Leif said, uh, how much they believe in him. And outside of that, like how much he's actually shown for a consistent period of time. Like it sucks, but... How many, they have a lot of good players they want to play. So I don't know. I just think it's but, a really they, tough conversation they, to have with Kendrick after he's he's filled in so nicely. But I, I don't necessarily believe that Tyler isn't going to turn it around. Okay. They have a lot of players that they want to play. But then again, we've talked the whole year about how they don't have enough depth. It's, it's just that at this point, with Oladipo coming back, that's where this becomes a factor. I do think the one place where I do, I agree that Tyler's going to get a little bit more leeway here 
is there is a feeling inside the organization that Oladipo will help bring out the best in Tyler. And we haven't really gotten a chance to see that because Oladipo will cover up for a lot of what Tyler's weak in, whereas Kendrick and Oladipo, there's some duplication there, okay? At least on the offensive end. All right, and so I, I, I have heard that, that let's, let's see Vic with, with Tyler together. But I do think there is a bit of politics to this, and I also think there's a bit of the confidence angle to this. Because I think at this point, they think Kendrick's tough enough, okay? I think what's working against Kendrick to a certain degree is the fact that he's proven he can handle it, okay? I think they think that Kendrick is older. He's been through more in his life. He's, he's, he wasn't supposed to be here. He wasn't a first-round pick. We all know about some of the issues he had in college. Um, he, was, he was basically let go from a G League team with Golden State, and yet he still emerged, right? He is Chicago tough, okay? I think that's how they view him, right? I don't think they necessarily view Tyler quite that way at this point. I think the fact that he lived up to those moments in the playoffs showed a certain toughness, but it's not a Kendrick-type toughness. And I think, to a certain degree, Kendrick is being, I don't want to use the word punished, okay? But I think he's being taken a little bit for granted because the idea is you can do this to Kendrick for a month, and he's going to come out and just play his game. I think they're afraid they're going to lose Tyler. If they sat Tyler down for a week or two, I don't think they think they're going to get the same player because guys, I'm already seeing it. Alex, we saw it live yesterday. Okay. He doesn't look the same. Like he doesn't, I mean, that cockiness that he has, it comes and goes this year. It's not there the whole year. I think the biggest issue is they're afraid to lose him. I don't think, I think that they're afraid if, whereas with Kendrick, I don't think it is. Does that make any sense, Greg? It does. It does. I, I do. I am aligned with you that if they were to bury Tyler, that there are implications to that because there would be many more loud noises uh, via social media, via every sports network, you know, that covers the heat. Um, Whereas Kendrick Nunn, if he sits for three weeks, it's kind of like, okay, well that happens like twice a season. So nobody really, you know, so, and to your point within the organization, they know Kendrick can kind of go through that. uh, Tyler hero has never, you know, he's been trusted since day one. I just, I, I, I can't shake this particular thing. And, and um, I just don't see them punting on Tyler yet. I feel like that, especially when you're in a season like this, where you're not like a perennial one, two seed, where you're really, really uh, aiming for, uh, for a title just yet. I just don't think that it's realistic to talk that way, that uh, you got to see it through with Tyler to the end of this season. Alex, final thing on this. And I do want to get to something else after the break quickly. If Tyler played tonight and Kendrick didn't, how does this, the way Tyler's been playing lately, how does this look? I think, uh, I mean, we could still have the, the conversation. I just don't believe that he wouldn't have had a, a decent night. And I know it's kind of a weird exercise here, but I just think like that Rockets team they were playing was, was, uh, you know, yeah, I, no, I'm, not I'm very trying good. to be nice. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't great out there. They had John Wall, Christian Wood, you know, I like Jay Sean Tate, but that's about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't really have a lot of NBA yeah. players out there. I think Tyler. Hey, K-O oh, Slander, oh my K-O God. Slander. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I forgot to include Kelly. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. I wasn't even doing that on purpose, but look, I just don't think like he would have had a bad night or anything like that. I, I, I still believe. And, and that's really what it comes down to. I still think Tyler's just a better player. Can I, I say think- one more thing? And that's just this next season. If, if none and hero are both these same types of players, uh, would you rather be paying Tyler Hero on his rookie deal or Kendrick Nunn on his new deal? Well, that is no, that is part of the equation. I'm not saying, and that is that's not politics. That's business, I, and I get it. Okay, and that is part of the equation here. 
the other thing you mentioned about how it would play on social media and all, that's a little more politics, but you're right. There are people who, who want Tyler Hero to fail. Okay. On social media, there, there's a large contingent. Okay. Kendrick Nunn there, that doesn't really exist. You know what I mean? So I, I do, I do think that plays into this to a certain degree because I don't, I think if, if some of this stuff has already gotten to Tyler, then him getting benched, for a significant period of time and the way that would play out on social media would make it worse. But I, I do ultimately like Parale has always described his team as teams as meritocracies and Eric Spolster has too. And let's just put it this way. Tyler's got to play better. Whatever it is, he's got to play better than he's played lately. All right. When we're going to come back, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about what happened tonight and some standing stuff. We haven't focused on this much, but I mean, we got to, there's like a very short period of time left in the season. Before we do though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. That's our friends over at Seltzer Mayberg. There's a lot that you can do over at Seltzer Mayberg. They're a great law firm. They're right there. In North Miami, right right uh, before the Golden Glades, we've talked a lot about traffic tickets. If you got a traffic ticket, personal injury in particular, if you had any kind of an issue, you got to reach out. OneCallLegal.com. OneCallLegal.com. The phone number is 305-444-1565. That's 305-444-1565. But also, if you're involved in real estate at all, if you're looking to purchase a home or refinance your current one, Make sure you have an attorney-owned title company handle your contract. They can do that, too, at Seltzer Mayberg for the low price of 295 bucks. Just mention five reasons. So, again, 305-444-1565. Say hello to David and Eric and Mendy and Cassandra and all the great people down there. Joe at Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. They were one of our earliest sponsors. We can tell you you can trust them. They're terrific people. And, again, they've supported us. We want you to support the people who've supported us. So if it's, whether it's a divorce, a car accident, a slip and fall, they can handle anything there. And, again, they can handle your closing for the low price of 295 bucks while mentioning five reasons. All right, um, guys, standings tonight. we got to watch this stuff. And the Celtics, that's a big loss um, that helps the Heat a lot. Because the Celtics, if you looked at this beforehand, the teams that the, the Heat are chasing for the four, five, and six spots, okay, which is basically you know the spots that they need to get to just avoid this play-in and all the, the risk that comes with that. Those teams have all been playing well. Boston's been playing well. Um, Atlanta's been playing well, much better of late. And then also, uh, you know, you take a look New at um, who's the third up. Yeah, New York, right? I mean, and the Heat do have uh, the, the Heat do have the tiebreaker on the Knicks, but again, you don't want to end up in one of these multi-team tiebreakers there too, because then all the records get paired together. And Miami's had some issues with Charlotte. We know about that. Um, and that's a team that could pop up there. But right now I'm looking at it. Uh, the Heat with a win go to 30 and 28. They're now a game and a half behind the Hawks for four, a game back of the Celtics for five, a game back of the Knicks for six, because um, the Celtics and Knicks are tied, but the Celtics currently have the tiebreaker. I, I'll just throw this at both of you guys. Um, of those three teams, uh, first, which do you think is going to be the hardest to catch? Uh, and and it, which is the one that if you got into a four or five, you would want to avoid? I would want to avoid Boston. I think that um, none of the teams are hard to catch. And I say that because as you look at the remaining schedules, I mean, Boston, uh, all of those teams play each other, I guess. And without going through the schedule one by one, 
I mean, uh, Boston, just looking at it, they've got Charlotte twice. They've still got Miami twice. They've got New York the last game of the season. So like, you're going to see a lot of this unfold. And the overarching theme is with when you're one game back uh, from the Miami Heat's perspective, um, you control your own destiny. And you saw guys get rested today. I think we were all surprised to see Jimmy and Bam both sit in this game because of the standings. Like we're looking at them, there's 14 games left. And it's like, how the hell can you sit both of those guys when you're in this race? But on April 13th, they had eight games in 12 days. That 12 day stretch will, uh, will be over this coming Saturday. So I feel like they're just trying to kind of get through this eight game in 12 day stretch. And then you're going to see Jimmy and Bam locked in and uh, they're a game back. They control their own destiny. So, I mean, to me, I just want to avoid Boston because I feel like all those other teams are not playoff tested at all. What do you think, Alex? Uh, well, yeah, I just think the other teams, like Leif said, are not tested. I think those are the natural ones you would want to take on, like not even trying to disrespect the Hawks or the Knicks. It's just like the Celtics were in the conference finals last year. I still uh, think of Tatum and Brown as better than, you know, uh, the, the Hawks and Knicks best players. And it really comes down to that. I just think the Celtics are still more talented despite their downgrade from last season to this season. And those two guys that they got up there got better and they're still really young and really good. And so you know, having said that, I'm not afraid of any of these teams. So I think they can catch up to these teams. They're not far behind, uh, you know, not not guaranteeing that. Like, the Heat, that's why every single win matters for the Heat at this point. Like, they just need to get up, I believe, to that 4-5 range uh, so that they can hopefully get uh, Philadelphia in that second round and, and get a team like Boston, Atlanta, New York in the first round. I just think that's kind of the mm -hmm. path for the Heat right now, if we're being honest, like, I don't think they should. First of all, they're in seventh place right now. I don't know if this is updated or not on NBA.com stand slash standings. Yeah, they're seventh. They're yeah, seventh. Okay. But they're, they're just a game and a half behind four, though. So, I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're right there. But, but I mean, to your point, Alex, it really is about getting to five, I think, not to six. I, I you know, I mean, six avoids the play in. Exactly. Which yeah. avoids which avoids the chance. I don't think you want to um, walk in the first round. Despite me having said I'm not afraid well, of them, I well, just think like well, four or five three is the path you want. There's three reasons. You don't want Milwaukee in the first round, um, for sure. Uh, obviously, you don't want to be too close to that seven because the play-in situation creates a bunch of problems. Uh, one, you could get knocked out. Say Jimmy twists an ankle. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, also, you don't get that week off. Um, so, I mean, one. right for for an older team, I mean, you know, when you're talking about Iguodala, Dragic, Ariza. Uh, and Jimmy, like guys in their thirties, like you need that week. Um, and, and if you, you're going to get out of that, there's a seven, and then you're going to have to face a, a Nets team, uh, you know, that's been rested for a week, you know, that actually might get healthy that, I mean, you're getting swept. So, I mean, that's, that's not a good option, but also you're right. I mean, getting to the six gets you, excuse me, getting to the five gets you out of Brooklyn's bracket most likely, because I, I don't think that the Nets, are motivated to chase down the one. It, it doesn't seem like it. They're not going to get the three guys in there consistently. I think Philadelphia feels like they have something to prove. Embiid wants MVP. I, I do feel like they're going to go after that one seed. And I do believe firmly that Philadelphia is a better matchup for the Heat than Brooklyn is when Brooklyn is totally right. I mean, we do, we all Easily. agree on that. But, the, but don't forget, Steph hung 49 on Philadelphia I, tonight, and they lost uh, at home. So that now New Jersey – listen to me. I almost said New Jersey. Brooklyn <laughs> is one and a half games back. By the way yeah, – The Heat need Philly to stay up there. They need Philly to stay num uh, they, number one. They need Philly to stay up number one. By the way, speaking of New Jersey, okay, none of these Nets fans that were at the arena the other day – 
ever, we're Nets ever fans. went no. to a game in East Rutherford off exit. What was it? 21 W where you always miss the turn. I covered so many games in that, in that horrific arena in East Rutherford and none of them were there watching those Nets teams. Okay. None of them even watched the kid Kittles, Kenyon Martin Nets teams. Okay. These are all, this is the biggest bandwagon fan base of all time. And the thing is, most of them were Knicks fans, and this is a year they actually could go back to the Knicks. Exactly. And they're still bandwagoning the Nets. It's pathetic. Um, so funny, anyway. Quick funny story. Uh, yeah. I was probably in, let's say, fifth or sixth grade at Zoe's Summer Groove, went up to Derek Coleman to ask for his autograph, and he actually pushed my head in the opposite direction to make me go away from him and then mm. walked away. That, that sounds like Derek Coleman um, for, for sure. Uh, no, no question about How it. Old Fifth grade, probably like sixth grade, something somewhere around there. Scarred for life by that. Jesus, man, that's brutal. <laughs> would have killed me as a kid. Hey, it was the number one overall pick, though. I mean, you know, he had, he had a little bit of an ego to himself. He's a great player at Syracuse. Um, by the way, you mentioned Steph Curry. He helped me half win a prize picks tonight. By the way, prizepicks.com. Use the code five. It's waiting for me to get in the sponsor. KO did not come through. 13 and a half points. He went under. So for all the KO talk, uh, they had to he, focus their defense on him. He really did. That's right. Well, the there was no one else. almost outplayed him. There was no one else to focus on. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to our sponsor, Seltzer Mayberg. Therapist Preferred. Check it out. There's a really cool new sponsor, therapistpreferred.com. We're going to get the gummies out to Alex and Greg tomorrow. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. <laughs>